Given it is dinner time in the DeLeon household, uh, Joe. That sounds so depressing. I don't know why. Are we getting a? Uh, <laughs> do you think we're getting a call down? Um, I'm I'm wary of it. I just want to be careful that I we don't get any uh, additional voices on the show that don't want to be on there. I know that your family. Uh, has has participated in the show indirectly multiple times. I would like that not to happen they are, <laughs> uh, from, from my household. They are currently participating in uh, doing dishes, which is one oh. of the most obstructive tasks that you could perform while uh, a microphone is hot. But uh, it is what it is. How convenient of you to be re- need to record right now while they're doing the dishes and cleaning things up. I- Okay, mister, it's dinner time, so let's get this thing rolling. <laughs> did, did you or did you not use that as an excuse? No, I it, like while they were still eating, I, I finished my uh, delicious meal that uh, my uh, sister and uh, dad whipped up. Uh, it was stellar, but uh, they said, where are you going? I said, I got to record. You know, Joe's getting grumpy. I didn't say a word to you. I didn't. I could feel it. I didn't tell you that we okay, feel all it. Right. Your vitriol. I thought we were going after I I finished my my meal, but you know we we go on the Sean Anderson schedule apparently. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Joe, now now that I've gotten you all annoyed, could you go into our first <laughs> point? At maybe what made you annoyed earlier today or this week? Actually, it's been a, a culmination of multiple weeks. Oh, and perfect. I, I just wanted to talk about this because I want to hear your thoughts and I want someone else's perspective. And I, I, I titled this segment. Am I justified for being annoyed here? Well, I'll be so honest. The, don't worry. Yeah, no, I, I know you will be and and don't play devil's advocate because I don't, think I won't, really I'll be completely unbiased. Okay. So with the pandemic that we're currently dealing with, everyone is significantly impacted some way more than other others, especially those that are losing people in their lives because of it. And there's other impacts. People are losing jobs. Things are, are closed down. Just opportunities ev- everywhere are pretty much shut down because of this pandemic. And one of the indirect impacts that we're seeing that it's not really talked about because it's not a major issue is that athletes that have rigorous training schedules that are you know at the college professional or seeking professional level don't have anywhere really to train and, and, and work out. Gyms are closed in, in most states, I would assume in pretty much all of them at this yes. point with lockdowns increasing that states are not allowing people to go work out at gyms. And especially in these states that have lockdowns, they're locking down and closing down fields and, and high school turf fields, public park fields, you name it. That stuff is being locked down, completely locked at the gates, not allowing people to go to them because they want to prevent the amount of people that are out and about and keep those people in their own neighborhoods and do their own thing at their own houses. So they're not continuing the spread. 
So I'm one of those people that, that falls under this category that I don't, I'm losing opportunities and places to train because uh, I need a turf field to snap on because I need lines. I need something to snap into. And in addition to that, I also need the turf field to do various uh, athletic training exercises like sprints and all that stuff okay. to keep training. Um, you got a street? The reason, what? Yeah, I understand. Understandably, I can't use the street. I knew that. Yeah, no, I no. Wait, let me address that. I don't mind addressing that because I don't. I understand that that was going to come up at some point that I can use the street. I can use my driveway, but if I can get access to a turf field, why don't I use that? That's true. Okay, continue. So the the issue that I've been dealing with is that I've progressively been interacting with more and more fields that are being shut down. I've been kicked off of two fields. I've been at two other fields that were. They were kicking off large amounts of people just as I was leaving. And even on the first day of this lockdown, I was told to leave a field. And just recently, the police told me to get off a field because I was training with someone. You and rebel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the bigger, the, the thing that I'm starting to deal with now is that I'm getting less and there's less and less places for me to actually go to. There's less places for me to actually go. And most recently, the only place I've been able to go to is... My former high school field, it's the only place that wasn't locked, that they didn't lock the gate and prevent people from getting onto it. So what started to happen is that whenever I would go to work out, I started to notice that there were just congregations of random people, high school kids showing up to these fields and not doing a damn thing. They were going there and sitting in the middle of the field in groups of six to 10, just hanging out. Oh. Sometimes they'd bring a ball and they'd throw it Same around. So. But it's and it's very very nonchalant and casual, and in in addition to that though, there's also people that are showing up to work out in groups uh, for their oh, sports. Turn the lights off. High schoolers, more specific. Shut up. More specifically, <laughs> and I can understand those people trying to get out there and get work in, but you don't need to do it in a group of of four. You're drawing attention to yourself. So what this leads to, and there's giant globs of people in these fields that. The rec department in my town is coming in and telling people to get off. Carry the field. him home. Got to the point that they finally locked the field at our high school. You just trying to piss me <laughs> Sorry, off? Sorry, continue. Okay, that's it. It got to the point where they <laughs> finally locked the field at our high, at the high school. So now I am left with one remaining place to actually work out on, and I know that that field is probably likely going to be locked soon too. And the reason why I am annoyed is that those people did not need to be oh, there. God. They did not need to be going to those fields to sit on them and hang out with their friends. They did not need to go on those fields to run laps around the outside of them and do jumping jacks and sit-ups. They didn't need to show up in groups of four or ten or however many to do whatever they wanted to. It was completely unnecessary, and because of that, I now have nowhere to go. I'm getting screwed in the process when I was doing the right thing, going on my own, doing what I actually needed to, and then leaving. That is why Can I'm Can I give you my thoughts? An yes, unbiased thought of hearing you say that is you're mad about people getting exercise and trying to be healthy during this because it's inconveniencing you. I'm mad at the people that the 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 16 year old kids that were just sitting on the you field can be mad at them. in a group you of can be 10. Mad at them. They should be doing that like in a cul-de-sac. But if you're yeah, I, I, I was with you there. But then you were talking about people running laps. I'm like, well, I was running laps at the track, you know, a couple weeks ago. The, but no, people are running laps around the outside of the turf field. Why do you need to do that? Why does that make sense? You can do that in your neighborhood. 
Why do why, when the more people that show up why on the fields, you they're gonna they're gonna start kicking them off instead of your bedroom, right? That's what you've always said. You've always said if you go somewhere with a focus to do something, it's better than just doing it in a place where okay. you're perpetually relaxed. That's your logic. You're perpetually relaxed on your street. Uh, it's still too like you're like ah oh, home is right there. I'm not. It, it's I, I am. I know I get better work in when I get to the track or get to the field. So I can sympathize with you saying, hey, I need to use the field. I'm a prospective uh, professional athlete, which so I can see that. But these people are just most of them, I assume, are there just trying to run or stay healthy or stay active during this. Yeah, and I don't fault them for doing that, but my point here is that they were allowing people on the field until it got to the point that large groups of people were showing up or even small groups of people, so they had to do something. So they didn't have to be there. I needed access to this field, and now I can't get access to it and eventually won't have access to any fields because they felt the need to do something that they didn't need to. I needed the field more than they needed it, oh, right? wow, that is entitled. Okay, yeah, I get that, and I know you, so I can understand yes. that. But I'm just saying, what if it's a big fatty that needs to go to the track? Maybe they think that they need it more than you, who's in better shape than them, right? Well, someone heavier than you is probably loving that they can stay inside and have an excuse to be inside right now, right? Uh, heavier than me? Probably. My weight? As heavy as you? Killing them. <laughs> I need the gyms to open back up. I can't. I don't like lifting. Honestly. No. You know what else I don't like? You? I don't like McDonald's. I am out. And our last endeavor on Wait, Sunday <laughs> has possibly eliminated the entire McDonald's brand from my consumption selection whatever it's i'm out i can't do it joe i can't do you so the the bad experience that you dealt with the other day is enough to completely keep you from it was self-induced obviously and i know i made that call and it was of my own free will but i i just couldn't i i can't i can't do it I'm not going back. All right, would you care to elaborate? Would you would you we care to elaborate what the we did? McDonald's challenge, which is what some uh, slappy on Twitter posted a picture of a big old tray of McDonald's saying, oh, could you finish this or something stupid? And then obviously all the, the swinging D's on Twitter said, oh, yeah, oh, of course. Uh, 90 minutes I need? No, 30. I could do it in 30. No, you can't. You can't do this in thirty. Like we got in the, like we got in the chat. <laughs> it was three double quarter pounders, one quarter pounder, two medium fries, and I guess two twelve packs of McNuggets. We did twenty. Joe, I'll give you credit. You did do twenty-one, and then it's four medium drinks. I did not do the drinks. I'm not doing that uh, because in the picture it's, it showed soda, and I forgot the McDonald's sold Powerade. But I think it's equally as unhealthy to drink four huge vats of uh, Powerade during 90 minutes. So that was out. Um, yeah, I already feel like crap from doing this. I, I think if I had those four sodas, I could have finished them. 
but uh, or even if it was four power aids, I definitely it would have been hurting me for the whole week instead of just the next day. I uh, we both completed the challenge, which I was happy about because I see a lot of other sports media figures failing. So yes, really, Pat McAfee didn't finish. Wow, he lost. Yikes, Pat. Oof. We won. What does that say about I us? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think maybe <laughs> I don't we're know just if that's committed. A good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> but, Dude, is it is it messed up that I kind of want to do it again? You, <laughs> you have worms in your brain, brother. If you want to do that again, I I, I don't want to do that again. So I I mean I'm still cutting up the video and I've been I, whenever I have time like I'll start cutting it up and, and cutting things and like I can still taste the food and for some reason instead of being disgusted by it which I would have thought would have been the case my thought for some reason is I I, I kind of want some McDonald's right now I don't know why it's something's wrong with my brain which is probably What's part of the reason you? why I was able What's to complete the challenge I don't know I'm fat why would you, you even consider no I'm off I'm off the bandwagon dude off it i cannot believe that first of all while i'm doing the challenge i'm getting blown up talking about oh you guys did the wrong strategy you should have taken the buns off the patties and eaten the buns first and then just eaten the uh, the patties what? by themselves i'm like that doesn't mean anything and this is in, in, unless like you're you can't finish that amount of food and you can't eat normally i we could handle i'd it. like to rank uh, between the three uh, foods that we ended up eating, easiest to hardest. Now, the order that we both went in was burger, oh. nuggets, fries, nuggets, fries. And then there was some uh, yeah. some chipping in between the two, you know, into the nuggets and fries during. Now, between the fries, nuggets, and burgers, Joe, what do you believe was the hardest, the middle ground, and the easiest Easiest was definitely the fries, and Agreed. we said that during the stream. They went down very cleanly because there's not a lot of weight to right. them. Um, the only issue was the saltiness was kind of drying, like drying things out, which didn't help. Uh, yeah, yeah. The thing is, is I think if we started with the nuggets, they would have gone down the easiest. But the fact that we ate four burgers and then the nuggets, it made them a, a lot harder. I have to say the burgers were definitely the, the most difficult. That third double quarter pounder was significantly the hardest thing I've had to eat. That was painful. And then the quarter pounder, I was able to get down pretty it, easy. I, I, I had I the think same I thing. Had, like, after issues. the third double quarter pounder, when we got to the quarter pounder, I'm like, oh, this is a walk in the park. Look at this. <laughs> I almost started enjoying it. It was so messed up how much the reduction yeah, of one you're like, patty oh, this does. Is ha- yeah, this is almost half the amount of food that I ate the first three times. This is a, a downhill slope. It's kind of like coronavirus. You're trying to flatten the curve and then let it gradually go down. I said... is what ended up happening. I said, in this challenge, <laughs> there are two bridges that you have to cross before you can complete it. The first bridge is the three double quarter pounders. The second bridge yep. is uh, when you have half nuggets and one rack of fries left. That's that's the second bridge. So that first bridge, you're like, okay, I feel like dog s. I feel awful. But then you see mm-hmm. it. You look like you look at it. You're like, oh, 
it's only a quarter pounder nuggets and fries. You know, it, it gives you a little hope. But then you start going into the quarter pounder, you start going into the nuggets, and then it's once you really finish that quarter pounder and you're on the nuggets and the fries, the nuggets, I think, were the hardest. I couldn't stand it. They were just eating up space. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the the one thing I want to say about all this is that if you actually think you can do this and you're not somebody who is at least over, let's say, I think my size threshold is the bare minimum to complete this thing. And I did it and I struggled. If you're not at least 215 pounds, 220 pounds, you're not finishing this damn thing. If you have not at least in once in your lifetime eaten a significant amount of food, not saying like, oh, I ate a pie of pizza once. That's not a lot of food. Uh, like two to three pies maybe would be up to comparison to the amount of calories that are in this thing. But unless you're up to that size and those eating standards, you're not even going to touch this thing. Don't even try it. You're going to waste $40. It's going to go burn a giant hole in your pocket. It was 40 bucks to, to, yeah. to of suffering. Are, are we masochists? Why would it, it, $40 <laughs> to do this, to be in pain for a whole night? You know what my family was having that night? And the next day. My no, well, you told us on the well, stream. We have like, I was appreciative of everyone that tuned in on the stream, but for the show, my family upstairs was embarking on a beautiful charcuterie board. I mean, gorgeous and sushi. It was a beautiful meal, and I'm sitting down in the basement, it, it just sweating and eating this dreck. I, I it was it was. Two different worlds. Yeah, just kicking the crap out of yourself. I will say that was easily the worst workout I've ever had the next day. And and I've had some bad workouts, including ones I've gotten injured in, obviously. Easily one of the worst workouts. I, I was supposed to do legs, and I said to myself, there's no shot I'm doing legs today. I'm flipping the upper body, and we're just going to power through this thing, and I'm going to go home and go to bed early. I just I don't recommend it, but if you're someone that's stubborn and you really think you can do it, go ahead, give it a shot, give it a shot, tough guy. I want Maseroni, I want Maseroni to do it. I want our, he's too nice of a guy. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to put him through that. I no, want. I want, I want, see I want the, him the, to do it. The big tough guys, go ahead and try it. See how you feel. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, aside from the McDonald's challenge, a couple things have taken the internet specifically the twitterverse by storm and that is the tampa bay buccaneers and the atlanta falcons releasing their new uniforms for the upcoming season and you know however long afterwards now this is the second buccaneers uniform change in like five years i think i would say about five maybe a little bit longer than five the last buccaneers uniforms the most recent ones were horrendous i mean they were garbage right joe i mean you couldn't have worse uniforms yeah yeah they were a a pretty significant downgrade and then essentially doing a complete reversal back to what you previously had and then adding an additional uniform was the approach of the this new rebrand i uh, it was so bad that they had to take a step backward is essentially what it was they looked at what they had before the initial rebrand and they said, how can we make this better? Well, they cleaned it up. 
they uh, I, it looks like they're they're pretty much the same but obviously the uniforms themselves have changed with the the Nike design and how Nike fits their uniforms and the colors that they use and then that weird brown gray copper kind of color that all all uniform I don't mind it it's yeah I don't mind it's it either. reminding it's me fine. of something but I can't put my finger on it it's just a you know a simple dark alternate for them and i think that when you do these rebrands you do need a good third option you can't just go with the the two main options otherwise you're you're kind of hamstringing yourself i i like it it looks a little bit more black in some some other images and i think that that makes it a a better uniform option but in the one that i put in the dock it does look a little bit more uh i think that's what they're looking for i think they're trying to match that copper color on their helmet Uh, overall Mm -hmm. i think is way better than what they had but that's like lifting a 25 pound dumbbell and then lifting up a five pound dumbbell and saying, wow, this is really, I'm really strong. So I'm happy for them that they're finally out of that gross over dramatic uniform. Now, it, what would you give it out? Of, what would you give it out of 10? If you were to rate the, the uniform change, Um, I'm trying to not get influenced on where they came from. Uh, the uniform itself out of 10 I'd give it a five, five and a half, maybe. I'll be a little bit more. Yeah, I'll be a little more generous. I'll give it a six and a half. I was a fan of the old uniforms. I really liked them. And whenever I would play with the Bucks and Madden, I would always flip to the old uniforms. The Rodney Barber, Derek Brooks days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I think this is a a slight step up from those older uniforms. So I'm going to go with the six and a half. I think they're clean. They're very good. But they're they're not in that seven to ten range of the upper echelon of NFL jerseys. Okay, now Atlanta. I am the uh, resident Atlanta Falcons fan on this show, but Joe, um, are you going to provide the backstory on on what happened with these uniforms? I can. Well, they initially they had the um, the uniforms that they donned for seventeen years, uh, which was the red, the white, and that was just about it. Unless they brought out a throwback, there was no more of the all black, uh, but. That's fine. I don't mind that. I, I never really minded those jerseys, but they still had a lot going on. Thanks for, thank you. Um, it, it was never a perfect uniform to me. My favorite uniform for the Atlanta Falcons was the 1970s with that bright red and the red helmet and the cream face mask and then the white pants and the striped socks. That's my favorite uniform. I enjoy the uh, 1998 Falcons uniforms when Vic was there and Dion was there. And, er, he wasn't there in 98, but. That with the black and the black helmet and the gray pants, even though I I don't like gray pants in football. I'm going to take that stance right now. I despise them. I think gray pants are a baseball look. Terrible. I, I cannot stand yeah. them. And yeah, you terrible. can't convince me otherwise. It's a baseball look. Football is supposed to be gritty, cool, you know? And a gray pant adds nothing to a team's identity or color scheme unless you're the Oakland Raiders which has maybe the most a top five uniform all time in the NFL. I love the Raiders style, but that's because they know how to use it, and gray is a primary color. Whereas with uh, with uh, any other jerseys, gray just detracts from the, the three primaries, the white, the black, and the whatever color, or white and then whatever other two colors you're working with. Now, with these, I can see where they're coming from because they're 1990s all-black uniforms were such a hit and they've been such a hit in in years past 
Um, especially once the NFL implemented the one helmet rule, I distinctly remember them wearing the 1990s black Jersey with the red helmet from the 1970s. Uh, that was like in 2011, 2012 when Roddy white was still on the team. I, I, I love that uniform combination so much because that helmet is beautiful and the all black Jersey is beautiful. Uh, but I'm getting away from the point, the new jerseys that they, that they released, I think they had a focus on going back to black. That's what their focus was because in recent years, it has been uh, their staple throwback and people eat it up. I mean, it's a great jersey itself. And and the it, they have also shown what that throwback will look like in the recent pictures that they've posted. Now, they've also debuted the all-white with the white top, white bottom, and then they've re, uh, also released the all-black, black jersey, black pant, and then the most controversial being the red top, red pants, whereas the red jersey has a gradient uh, fade into black. But the most distinctive quality of this uniform upgrade, a couple of the two, is shifting to an ATL over the numbers instead of Falcons. And then the helmet has gotten more matted, and the logo itself has uh, added a, uh, on the helmet, has added a uh, a chrome finish, which I love. And they made the, the logo bigger. The stupidest thing Atlanta ever did was having that tiny bird on the helmet. I hated it. <laughs> I hated seeing how oddly the, the logo fit. Because I don't hate the logo at all by, all by any means. But I didn't like how it fit on the helmet. So this is a bigger logo. Um, I really like the all blacks. I really like the all whites. And the red is growing on me. But I just wish they went with that color rush red jersey and color itself. I think that was a beautiful uniform. And then they also have the red pants. If you were to go the third alternate, be a red on red or just a red jersey on black pants, that's a winner for me. I don't. I think you're trying to do too much with the gradient fade. Joe, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I just want to throw in there the the backstory I was referring to was the fact that these uniforms were supposed to be released oh, on oh. A, uh, April 14th and they ended up getting leaked yesterday after the Bucks uniforms were released so they were basically forced they just said screw it we're just going to put them out because uh, we're, we're not going to let the internet beat us here and let everyone freak out over seeing what they saw it typically happens this way is once something's leaked it's just like all right well, which one of you asshats leaked it <laughs> now we have to put it out in terms of what I think about the uniforms, I think this is a really good rebrand. It's not it's like it's an upgrade, but it's a it's a complete change of direction, and it's a positive it's just smoother, one. Right? Yeah, I like the fact that they're moving to an all black. I think the fonting on the numbers is so much cleaner than it was what it was uh, previously. I, the ATL is is nice, but I don't think it's perfect. The one thing I will say though is that those red uniforms with the black gradient are now the worst uniform in the NFL. That is the most disgusting uniform I have ever seen. That looks like those, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, like, those Pop Warner jerseys that, that parents get customized for their, their kids' teams, and they've got all those weird, funky patterns on them because they're coming from some back market dude in a garage that's making them for you and he has no clue on what it takes to make a good jersey that's what it looks like it looks like that kind of crap with a weird design that they were trying to do something funky and they had no clue what they were doing that looks horrible uh i gotta see how they play but those are gonna be an alternate i mean they're gonna wear all black at home all white on the road it better be an all it better be what i just said that 
I know you said that, but they better use that once, if not zero times during a season, because that is so stupid. That uniform. Design. Another thing, Joe. That is the ugliest design of logo or jersey I've ever seen. I'm not seen. in love with it by any means, but if we could take this into the broader sense, as a society in recent in recency, I call it. I'm. I'm start, I, I want to deem it the Sonic the Hedgehog effect, where if you don't like something. You know how they got them to change everything about it, and then how all everybody got yes. the the Ram. They bullied the Rams into changing, and then every they they bullied the Chargers into changing their logo last year. It's like I don't think anybody can ever be satiated. So I'm just I, I what what are we doing? Like, will any uniform appease anybody? I mean, remember no. when the Jets no. released okay, theirs, but- theirs last year? And then people were freaking out because I, yeah, of the all yes. blacks, and it's like, like, what are we doing? Like these, they're just doing a uniform. If they're genuinely ugly, like those horrendous Buccaneers uniforms, then you change them. But like, I think people just like taking a big duke on every uniform that they see because <laughs> that's just where we're at. Is that am I am I off? You, okay, you're you're. You're not off mark, but the thing is, is if uh, with the Falcons, well, I'm not talking about the. They, fa- I'm just saying had, in a general state. Okay, okay, sense. but in general, in general, if you're making a uniform change, I don't think anyone's going to say anything. But when you have one that sucks, everyone has to say something about it. And I don't think that there's anything wrong. I think it's justifiable. You have to do. You have to be not perfect, but you need to be just average enough with all of the rebranding that you do that at least half the people are, are are satisfied. And I think most people are satisfied with both of these uniforms except for the red gradient crap that they that they made because they that was the only uniform out of any of these from both teams that looks like crap. I agree. I'm, I, I got to see how it looks on the field. I got to see how it plays. You know? Yeah. It, 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 I, I still, I just have to see how it works. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what, what are you giving this as a grade as a whole? This whole kit. Uh, as a as a whole, I'm gonna give it a five. If you take out that ugly red uniform, I would give it a six and a half uh, to go with the Bucks uniforms. As a whole, unbiasedly, I give it a seven. Biasedly, I give it an eight. Really? I think the all whites are fantastic. I think the all blacks are fantastic, okay. and I think the throwbacks that they have uh, they they put out also are a, a ten out of ten. So the throwbacks okay. cancel out the uh, the red jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess everybody's doing redesigns now, Joe, because Sony just revealed their PS5 controller. Yes, that is correct. You put this image in the dock, and I'm looking at it. There's also a link on Twitter to other angles if you need. I've never been a fan of the PlayStation controller. I mean, the only PlayStation I had was the PS2. But uh, as a kid, I never thought when I when I was using it, like, oh, this controller, I, I'm thinking this controller fits my hand really well. But then if I ever hold the controller now, I'm like, this controller is the smallest thing. It's the smallest controller I've ever I've ever wielded. This new one. And that goes for PS3, PS4. Both of those have both been underwhelmingly small, I think. Whereas Xbox, the Xbox 360 controller, it wasn't perfect, but it was it was definitely on the right track. And the Xbox One controller is just fantastic. I mean, the the way that it's modeled, the way that you hold it, the size, all of it, 
it is just fantastic. Now, Sony, Joe, you're saying that Sony definitely um, followed in Xbox's footsteps with this design. Yeah, I, I don't mind the design. I think it's uh, it's not a step forward or a step backward. I think it's, a step I think it's just I they're, think those, they're, the PlayStation 4s were always yeah, way too small. They're they're trying to upgrade and rebrand and and. and take a step forward with the new console coming out and, and everything is going to be a war between them and Xbox. So you have to do what you can to differentiate. And apparently their way of differentiating is completely copying the Xbox, uh, Xbox one controller. I think most people would agree that the Xbox one controller was one of the best controllers that has been released probably in the last 10 years. It's one of the best controllers that you can get for any, um, gaming console. And there's a reason why people that play on PC will buy these Xbox controllers so they can use them because it's very well done, especially the pro ones oh God, the, that have the, the extra buttons on the, the back. $180 ones. But the, those are nuts. Yeah. The, the, yeah I, will I, say, I have a couple of buddies that have them. They have stayed true though. Uh, PlayStation has with both of the toggles being centered on the bottom of the, uh, of the controller itself. If they had put that left toggle where their D pad is, uh, then, then it would definitely be a, a direct ripoff. But they're staying with that model of having both of the toggles in the middle there. Yeah, but the the concept of widening the whole yeah. thing and what they did, it's a just it's a complete ripoff. I I I I will give them a, a I'll give them some slack and I'll give them some you know a little bit of a clap here for doing a good job making a nice controller. But the reason why I'm saying it's nice is because it looks like the Xbox One controller. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep giving them crap. Because you didn't do anything creative. You literally just stole from Xbox in an attempt to steal more of their uh, more people that are on their console. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess I'm fine with it too. As long as they finally recognize what the superior shape of a controller should be. Now, <laughs> Joseph, are you ready to hear some Tiny Tim? I'm ready to hear it some is Tim. Clown of the Week. Joe, I am infatuated with yours, if you wouldn't mind kicking us off. <laughs> My pick, and I sent uh, I sent you uh, a video. If anyone doesn't know how we work, and I think it's kind of fun to dive into how we work with Clown of the Week, is Sean and I always end up sending ourselves, in, without saying anything, just sending candidates to each other during the week so we have a way to look at it and we also get, you know have some discourse and talk about it because you know it's fun to talk about these things and also again like i said we have a way to reference it so i sent this to sean and we both had a similar reaction to it a, a video that tim tebow posted uh yesterday and i fully encourage you to go ch check it out at tim tebow um and the video that he posted is referencing how he before got into a relationship and got married would have these very vigorous workouts shows him bench pressing 140 pound dumbbells i wish i could do that then it cuts to post work of marriage workouts and he's holding hands with his wife and doing like pirouettes and leg swings i the, the reasoning for making him a clown here is pretty obvious he looks like a simp he also looks smaller than he previously did I just all around huge strikeout bad look for Tim Tebow. This is reminiscent of when that one uh, Vine guy, I guess he was super super uh, religious. Um, I guess he got married and then he went on Twitter. Uh, I guess he had uh, saved his uh, first time having sex for marriage and then the next day on Twitter he came on and was talking about how great it was and oh my god I did it and I'm like. <laughs> 
okay, okay, you're happy. And then for the next week straight, he kept on tweeting about how great sex was. All right, okay, you obviously are living a different life than all of us, but you also have like 300,000 Twitter followers. So this outreach of, uh, it's not simpidness, it's just overwhelming betaness. I don't know if that's the right term either. I just know that Tebow was an alpha, and I always considered him an alpha. Uh, just I, I've always been a Tebow fan. I didn't need to see that. I didn't need to see it. I know he was just making a joke and having a good time with his wife, and I get it. But I want to see Tim Tebow. Someone made a comment that it, that it looks like he's wearing yoga pants. In the I think video. he was. <laughs> I, I need I need to see Tim T- Tebow bench pressing 140 pound dumbbells. And maybe that's me being a, a toxic masculine man. Sure, you can call me that. But I, I that's who he is in my eyes. I want to see him squatting 500 pounds. You, you know who I hope I, I bet loves that video. I mean, any normal football fan hates the video but every uh woman that was fawning over how attractive tim tebow was is like oh look how sweet that is and then now they're texting their their boyfriend like we should do this together i if if uh why what's wrong with it continue i'm just i'm just telling you if if brooke sees that video i'm gonna get the text of why don't we work out together (laughs) tell her because you can't keep up <laughs> what am I talking about? She's right, a Division One athlete too. What am I talking about? Uh, my, uh, I, sh- I still know she wouldn't keep up, but go ahead. <laughs> my clown of the week here. I've been getting bombarded on Instagram, uh, and everyone has been. If you click one link, uh, if for anything on your web browser that you want to shop for, immediately Instagram has ads for it on your uh, on your feed, and if you click one of those ads then you get a thousand more ads. Well, I guess a week ago, I clicked a, uh, an ad of a guy chewing on this ball called the Jawser Size Ball. And it, the what? whole selling point is that if you chew this rubber ball that the 157 or 57, one of the two, muscles in your neck and uh, face will become more defined and chiseled. And they're literally chewing on a ball. Oh my god, that's the stupidest it thing. It is the I've ever stupidest heard. thing, and there are uh, a ton of YouTube videos completely debunking this theory. And it's just this. It's so stupid watching these guys that are obviously yoked and obviously have super low percent body fat transforming their face. Or, or saying that this changed my face. No, it didn't. It's because you're super in shape. You sound really invested in this. No, how, just, how far of a rabbit I'm hole did like, you go down on YouTube watching I could just put a huge wad of Big League Chew in my mouth, go to work on that for an hour, and then I get the same result. It's, the, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, I think the bigger issue is that it's it's fake. It's not going to actually define right. your, your face. You know, Wait, do you want to buy them and see if it actually does No, anything? I want them to go get a, a mouthpiece from a college football program. Tell me when you bite through that, and then tell me how strong my jaws are. Okay, thank you. <sighs> All right. I hated the Jaws size. Now, can we get on to our shower pissers? It's $99. Sorry, go ahead. I did not. Oh, I, now you're uh, invested, holy aren't you? Cr- holy crap, that's way too much money. Go ahead. Let's go to shower pissers. <laughs> is that a worthy cloud of the week or what? Uh, yes. Holy crap, that is a ripoff. 
Well, we are on to the all-time shower pissers list. Uh, we're on the offensive tackle position. Uh, my one seed, my starter uh, for offensive tackle uh, is John Runyon. Why does that name sound familiar? He was an offensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, who was notably having all of the... Um, he notably was Michael Strahan's rival. Now, Strahan always talked about how great of a competitor he was, but he said that Runyon was just a D-bag on the field. So, I'll trust Strahan, and I know Strahan is a... Sometimes he plays it up, but I think John Runyon was definitely pissed in that shower. My honorable mention, Taylor Lewan. He's already made the all-time list, and I don't think Taylor Lewan's a D-bag by any means. I think he is who he is, and he's charismatic, and I like him a lot. I'd love to just pick his brain. I think he's a great offensive tackle. I think he's a great personality. I also think he pisses in the shower just because he doesn't care. That's who he is. He's a guy that's not phased what other people have to think about him or say about him. So that's why he is on this list. Did you also know Runyon was uh, formerly a U.S. representative for the uh, New Jersey's 3rd Congressional District from 2011 to 2015? Is he from Jersey? But he was a, he was a, a U.S. representative for New Jersey. Uh, good for Congress. Jersey. Um, my picks were Jersey. Great suggestion from Sean uh, Willie Rofe is my first suggestion. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying he looks the part. Because Willie Rofe has the biggest arms I've ever seen on a human. He's just a he's just a mountain of a man. I go look up a picture of Willie Rofe if you don't know what he looks like. He's just he's so big. They look like my thighs. They're huge. Yeah. Big meany guy that I just know would just uh, he exudes the, uh, the 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 st- like we've all seen it the the strut into the in the team shower by a lineman that's a perfect who description you know, who you know is going to piss into the shower because there's the courteous ones that stop at the urinal on the way before you know they're usually you know maybe in a rush to get to class but then there's the really slow ones and you know who I'm probably talking thinking of specifically who has a, a very slow strut uh, but he didn't actually. Um, you know, he didn't. I was going about to say he didn't, but he, if we were to pick someone that would, that we didn't know, probably would pick him based off of his strut That's to the true. shower. My other pick was King Dunlap, an, an enormous other gigantic human being and just has the same facial expression that I, I, I associate with the strut. I'm going to do that for the him. full... I'm going to do this for all of the linemen. I'm going to pick guys that I know have the slow, casual, gallant uh, walk to the shower that you know that they're about to whiz right next to you. Uh, I have no complaints, Joe. I have no complaints. Oh, wait. We got to address Nick Massaroni, our only response on Twitter. Uh, he said JT Treader because he's lazy and didn't play up to his contract, and then DeBrickashaw Ferguson just because of his name. I'm not taking any. I'm not. Uh, I don't Treader agree with DeBrickashaw. He played 10,000 straight snaps. Yeah, you can take that to the bank. Yeah, I don't get the hell out of here. I don't believe. I don't believe the DeBrickashaw Ferguson one. That one's a really bad pick. The JT Treader one, I'll give you that because you did a wait. JT Treader's a center. He said, "What the Masseroni? What the hell are you this doing? This guy's working what? on our show." Uh, yeah, I don't. Oh, oh God. Masseroni, I'm going to have to call you. We're going to have to talk. <laughs> I'd like to have an intern supervisor. Does anybody want to be our intern supervisor? <laughs> Wait, oh, you know what? We'll have uh, Sean Blythe be if the If Sean intern Blythe could supervisor. be our intern supervisor, that would make me so happy. 
Just a, oh my god! We just create this long chain of people that have to re- to, to report to people that don't do if anything. I could just get people doing oh. work, and then I never have to get reported about it. And, and everyone's holding each other accountable. That'd be beautiful. But I know that's not going to happen. Okay. No. Well, this was the show. Before we sign off, I would like to thank uh, the beat creator that goes by Makai Beats. Uh, He's all over the internet, and he makes uh, incredible, incredible music, uh, especially um, for the line of work that um, Joe and I are in. If we're trying to be creative and make sweepers, or if we're trying to make intro music, I mean, this guy has saved me so many times with how good his music is. I'd like to thank him uh, personally before signing off here. If you get a chance, check him out. Let him know that... uh, you know, if you, if you like his stuff, let him know it, uh, because he definitely deserves it. He's an unsung hero of the audio world. Uh, well, this was Get to the Point. Uh, I am Sean Anderson, joined by Jody Leon. You can follow me on Twitter at Sanderson Radio. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Jody Leon and our show Twitter at GTTP Podcast. Follow all three of them. You can interact with us. Follow us. Do what you want. Tell us you like the show. Tell us you hate the show. Doesn't phase us. We want to interact with you. We want to be more involved with our listeners by any means. So if you like the show, feel free to tell us or tell a friend. We love getting uh, getting a response or somebody on Twitter saying, hey, so-and-so showed us the show. We really enjoyed it. That keeps us going. It keeps us doing the show. Uh, and Joe, are you going to be streaming all this week? I'll, I'll try to this weekend if your stupid ass would come home and we can actually play together like we're supposed to. But um, depending on what my, my workload is like, just play together like we That is. I don't know what to bring. If isolated that line, I don't know how I feel about it. But in, within context, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, whatever. Ended. End the show? Alright, show is ended.